and welcome back to my podcast. Today I am going to tell you about the third book in the Harry Potter series. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So as usual, the Dursleys were not treating Harry very well. In fact, the moment he came home from his second year at Hogwarts, they took everything off of him. His trunk, his wand, his broomstick, even his spell books. So Harry couldn't even do the homework that he got. He'd have to come up with an excuse for Professor McGonagall. Vernon, 
she was talking to Harry. She was talking about Harry. And Uncle Vernon said, uh, St. Brutus. It's, well, it's a school for criminal-minded boys. So, Harry knew that. Well, before Aunt Marsh had come, he had asked Uncle Vernon to sign a slip, which allowed him to go to Hogsby, which is an amazing shop near Hogwarts. But Uncle Vernon said yes, if you behave. So, Harry knew by the look of Uncle Vernon's face. It was a look that, remember if you behave, look. So, he said, um, yeah, I've been sent back. And Aunt Marge asked Harry, do they use sticks at St. Brutus, boy? And Harry said, oh yeah, I've been hit loads of times. And Aunt Marge was happy about it. Because just like I told you, she didn't like Harry just as much either. So, Harry thought that he was getting on a great side of Uncle Werner. And he might sign the slip. Because he knew that Hermione's parents and so would Ron sign the slip even though Hermione's parents are muggles. And he didn't want to miss uh, so much time with them. So he turned back and he was really happy. Aunt Marge and Uncle Vernon chatted a little bit more while Harry cleaned the dishes. Then she said to Uncle Vernon, which Harry pretty much focused on because it was about him. Well, uh, Vernon, I don't blame you for how this one turned out. Because it's not about you, it's about the father. His father was drunk. Yes, she said drunk. Harry got really angry and he shouted, my father was not drunk. Then Aunt Marge held up her glass and Harry stared at the glass so hard that he couldn't control his magic and it shattered to pieces. And then Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia said, Well, I think it's time to go to bed, isn't it? And Aunt Petunia gave a frightening look at Harry. Because Harry definitely knew that this was not something that Uncle Vernon would like. And then Aunt Marge said, No need, Petunia. I have a firm grip, you know. I can't believe that Aunt Petunia actually believed that. Because, well, they knew that Harry was magical. So, then, Aunt Marge said, Boy, clean this up. So, Harry came and cleaned it up. Then, she actually supported Harry. Well, kind of. She said, Well, it's nothing to do about the father. It's all to do with the mother. They say this all the time with pups. Of course, Aunt Marge knew a lot about pups. She had seven of them. Then she continued on. Is there something wrong with the bitch? There's something wrong with the pup. Harry got really angry now. And he couldn't control his anger. Then instead of making a small glass break, he got like super angry. And this was a lot angrier than before. But did Albert Dumbledore, the headmaster of Hogwarts, tell that if you can't control your anger, you can't control your magic? So, he accidentally made one of the legs of the table fall. And then, Aunt Marge said, What 
is happening in this house? And Harry, he blew up his arm. Okay, what I mean to say is that Aunt Miles grew really fast, that even her chair broke, and she flew out of the house. Uncle Gordon went running, and he said, Marge, Marge, no, come back. Aunt Petunia went after him, and Riper flew up with Uncle Gordon. Harry quickly went to his room. Well, he didn't get his wand, but he somehow unlocked the door and got all of his stuff out. Then he got his trunk out, put his broom in the trunk, got Hedwig's cage, and took his wand and got out of there. When Aunt Marge blew, completely blew away, Uncle Bonan came. Harry was already down the stairs and he said, you put her back to normal this second. Then Harry rose his wand and said she deserved what she got. Then Uncle Vernon laughed and said, you are not allowed to do magic outside of school. They'll expel you. You have nowhere to go now. Then Harry said, try me. Anywhere is better than here. And I would trust him too because I would not want to live with the Dursleys. Then he got out of there. And I don't think Uncle Vernon, Aunt Petunia or Dudley even cared because they never liked Harry anyway, did they? So Harry left and it was really cold outside because it was pretty dark. Then he sat down on the road, well, on the sidewalk near the playground. Then the light above him started flickering and somehow it got even colder and windier that the slides, no, the swing started to swing and the merry-go-round started to go round and round and round. Then, Harry saw a dog and I'm not talking a pup like Riper. I'm saying full-on dog. It was black, fuzzy hair and he was growling at Harry. Then, while taking Harry's view of the dog, came the night bus. I'm pretty sure you've heard about double-decker bus. But have you ever heard about a triple-decker bus? That was the night buses. So, the night rush bus knocked Harry off of his feet onto his trunk. Then, Stan Stumpfight came out. Stan Stumpfight was like a greeter from the night bus. He said, Welcome to the night bus. It's like an emergency transport for the standard witch or wizard. Stick out your wand hand and get on. We can take you anywhere you want to go. So Harry took his trunk and got in. But Stan said, no need, I'll take that. Taking Harry's trunk. Well, then he picked up Hedwig's cage and he was already holding his wand. So he went in. And even though it's a triple decker bus, you probably think there's just one more layer than a double decker bus and it's exactly the same. Well then, you're wrong. Because this night bus didn't have seats like any normal bus does. It had beds. Because when it said, we'll take you anywhere you want to go, it must take a long time. 
when Stan asked, where would you like to go? And Harry said, the first thing that could pop up into his mind, the leaky cauldron. It's, that's in London. So, as you remember, the leaky cauldron is also where Harry went to Diagon Alley with Hagrid in his first year and got all his supplies, including Hedwig, his wand, everything. And that's even where he first saw his broomstick, which Professor McGonagall brought for him when he became the Gryffindor team seeker. So then, a weird skull head, like some circular or head type shape with no hair, like just few braids, said, you heard that Ernie Licky Cauldron in London. And Ernie, who looked like a grandfather, got up and started driving the night bus. Harry fell onto his bed and he was not in the mood to sleep because he had just led to prevent drive number four, the worst house he could think of. And zoom and the night bus. It went really fast. Harry sat on the bed instead of lying on it. And the night bus went everywhere, zoom in every single shape. Harry asked, can't the muggles see us? Muggles, said the skull head. Now muggles can see us. It's the night bus. Rhymes. Anyways, Harry just sat down in the bed, feeling surprised, thinking that this was a dream. But it probably wasn't, because he would be a fool to leave Prefet Drive. So, again, I say, zoom in the night bus. But then, two double-deckers were in front. And then the skull head, who was like the mirror, said, Arnie, there are two double-deckers. They're heading right for us, Ernie. They're inches away, Ernie. Then Arnie pulled something at the top and the bus got so thin. And the skull head said, why the long faces? Because for some reason, even the people in the bus got squished. Luckily, they weren't like hurt or anything. Harry was standing up, so he sat, sat back on the bed, once again surprised. After the night bus squeezed through the double-deckers, they like popped back into shape and zoomed away. Then the bus stopped and Stan Pike said, London Leaky Cauldron, get off. And Harry got off the night bus. Then he met a weird man who said, this way, Mr. Potter. So Harry followed the weird man. Then he found himself in Diagon Alley in a place he didn't know and neither do I. So there he saw the minister. Cornelius Fudge. Cornelius Fudge was the Minister of Magic. He worked in the Ministry of Magic. So Harry was surprised to see him in a leaky cauldron. Well, Diagon Alley. Then he said, Evening, Mr. Potter. What brings you here? Oh, yes. We saw your aunts above a 
the chimney and we reinstated her back to health and raised her mind. Harry said, aren't I in trouble for this? But then Cornelius Fudge replied, laughing, Oh my dear boy, Harry, people don't go to Azkaban for blowing up their aunt. Of course Harry knew that, but he knew that he was also expelled from Hogwarts. I mean, wasn't he? Then he said, Don't you know what trouble you had done for underage wizards and your aunt and uncle? Harry didn't reply because Cornelius went on. Now you'll be staying here and I'm sure you know that you will not be going back to Hogwarts. But it seems that you will with Sirius Black on the loose. Sirius Black, Harry repeated his name. And Cornelius said, like I told you, that Sirius Black was a mass murderer. But he didn't tell that Sirius was actually coming for Harry. That's why he escaped. Harry learns that later. Then, Cornelius Fudge asked the man who brought Harry to him and told him to escort Harry to his room. And the person pulled Harry, so Harry knew he had to stand up and he pulled him back to his room. Yeah, Harry got to sleep in Diagon Alley. But of course he had to return back to Prevet Drive after this year was completed. So, then, Harry would stay there and he got his new spell books too. He also got another weird book, which didn't look like an ordinary. It was a monster's book because there was a new class of magical creatures teacher. So he opened the book and it snapped so hard that the pages ripped. Harry threw the book under the bed because before it could do any damage. It already hurt his finger. So the book chomped and chomped and chomped and went under the bed. Then got quiet and started purring like a cat. Harry slowly looked down from the bed. The book looked back and started chopping again and coming right to his face. Harry got up as quick as he could. Then the book hit the wall under the table and stumbled back and turned around and started chopping again under the bed. Then started purring at the back of the bed, I'm guessing. Harry did not dare to look down anymore. He took off his shoes and took a sock. Then he carefully kept it down. The book came back and then Harry lifted his sock and slapped the book closed and closed it with a strap. So then he kept the book back on top of the other spell books he had gotten. Hedwig was very mad at Harry because on the whole trip there, Stan didn't let her out. He didn't let any of the owls out. But at least the other ones had been fed. Yup, Uncle Vernon didn't even let Harry free Hedwig. But at the dinner he was able to. But he was distracted by Aunt Marge so he didn't.
so she was really mad. So Harry let her go to find some food of his own and hopefully get a letter from Hermione and Ron that they were hoping to send. So then Harry slept there for a few nights. Then finally it was the day he could return back to Hogwarts. He found the Weasleys so he went along with them. Because Cornelius Fudge dropped him off at King's Cross Station, where he found the Weasleys. So, well, he went along with them. And then they saw Hogwarts Express after going to the barriers. This was Ginevra Molly Weasley, Ginny, second year at Hogwarts. Ginny was also Ron's younger sister. Ronald Weasley was one of Harry's best friends, along with Hermione Granger. So Hermione and Ron went on the Hogwarts Express. Then, as it was about to go, Mrs. Weasley came running to Ron, holding up a rat. That was Scabbles, and she said, don't forget him, Ron. And then the Hogwarts Express went. Ron took the rat and flew off on the train with Harry and Hermione. So then, Harry and Hermione and Ron tried to find some seats. They saw someone and said, and Harry said, everywhere else is full, let's bunk in here. There was already a teacher sleeping there. And Ron asked, who is he? Hermione replied, Professor R.J. Lupin. She knows everything. How is that she knows everything? Ron said, sounding surprised. Then Hermione said, Ron, it's written on his case. Ron didn't see that, so he said, oh. But then the train stopped and became ice cold. Hermione said, we can't be there yet. And the train should have whistled. Then Ron looked out and said, guys, Something's out there moving. And the window became frosty. There was a glass of water on the table that Professor Lupin must have kept. It turned into ice instead of water. Harry and Hermione looked around, but Ron kept looking out the window to see that black thing. It was really dark. It was already nighttime, so they couldn't see it that clearly. Then Hermione looked out and said, Guys, there's something moving outside on the train. And creepy black hands touched the doors and opened them. It was a weird black thing with a long gown, stripy, and his head was really creepy. His mouth was unlike our one. It was so killer. And it started sucking. Harry's face became long. But Hermione and Ron couldn't see that. Then Harry heard someone screaming his name. It was like, no, not Harry. Please, not Harry. Then Harry didn't know who it was. But he knew that it was a woman. Harry fainted.
fainted and fell on the ground. He heard Hermione and Ron's voice saying, Harry, are you okay? What happened? Harry woke up and then said, what was that thing? Dementor, said Professor Lupin, because as soon as Harry fainted, he got up, took out his wand, and casted a weird blue thing, which shot the Dementor out. Then, Harry said, there was someone screaming. No one was screaming, Harry, replied Hermione. And then Ron said, well, I did feel that I never had happiness again. Professor Lupin looked at Ron, then gave him a little bite of chocolate. He said, here, take this. It'll make you feel better. Now I'll have a talk about the Hogwarts Express manager, or train driver. Harry took the chocolate and took a small bite. Then he asked Ron and Hermione, how come you guys didn't faint? And didn't you see that thing sucking? He wasn't sucking anything, Hermione said. Then Lupin came back and said, Harry, you know I have a poison that chocolate, right? Harry ate the whole chocolate, but Lupin had already gone, so he didn't see that. Then the train had started again, moving. And finally, they were back at Hogwarts. Hermione and Ron went to the Great Hall, but Professor McGonagall insisted that Harry should come with him. And this was not because he was in trouble. Because, well, Professor Lupin, who was a new teacher at Hogwarts, Defense Against the Dark Arts, had told Professor McGonagall. So Professor McGonagall brought Harry to her office and said, What happened on the train exactly, Mr. Potter? Professor R.J. Lupin told us that there was a Dementor. So Harry told Professor McGonagall everything about the Dementor sucking and the woman screaming. Then Professor McGonagall said, Then at the end, Harry said that, But I'm okay. I should get back to the Great Hall. He really wanted to get back to Harry, Ron and Hermione so that he wanted to ask more things. But Professor McGonagall said that at least have some chocolate. Then Harry said that um, I already had some. Professor Lupin gave me. So Professor McGonagall let Harry go back to the Great Hall. But he completely forgot about asking questions. I think I've told you enough about this podcast. So tune in for next one to learn about more. Bye. See you next time.